hey, we're learning to live one day at a time together with God and to take a great thought into the day. And the thought for today is you are as sick as your secrets. So in the interest of authenticity and rawness, uh, we have gotten a very expensive studio. Actually, this is my car. Actually, this is my wife's car. And this is my friend Rick Blackman, and we are in Ventura. And I was thinking we might be able to take this outside because there's ocean, but it's way too windy. It's not going to work. So we're improvising this studio. I'm with Rick partly because it's just been his birthday. And I will not tell you we which birthday it was. I would not have missed it, but... Uh, People in the Social Security Administration are a little <laughs> bit poor now. Uh, but Rick and I were just talking about the fact that you have now seen, you were saying, approximately maybe 60,000 hours worth of... Oh, yeah, maybe something like that. Yeah. ...clients yeah. in yeah. therapy. Cool. So you're world-class six times over. And uh, this expression, you know, uh, uh, inviting us to step into being known... Um, and, and the fact that when we hide, something gets wrong inside of us. You're only as sick as your secrets. What does that make you think about? Do you think that's true? How do you see that play out in lives of people as you're with them? It's a recovery idea. I think that you hear that in the recovery world. Mm -hmm. And the thing that instantly, you know, you did a thing last week on emotions, John, and you talked about that own your emotions, mm -hmm. observe, welcome, and name. And one of the thoughts I had after listening to that is this thing that I'll say to clients in my office, what you name, you can tame. So bringing something out, whether it's an emotion, um, helps us to manage it and regulate it. And I guess that'd be my first thought about secrets too, things mm -hmm. that are hidden, that are traumatic, or that for whatever reason that we don't want to share, if we can name them with you know, some maturity and some uh, prudence probably, um, then that helps tame it, I guess. That helps to uh, put it in the right perspective. That helps for the purposes of healing. It's uncomfortable that I've always liked this idea, what you, can you tolerate discomfort for the purpose of growth? And that feels right around the secret yeah. idea. That's actually uh, another saying can only the future that I'm super excited Ooh, about for I like discomfort. That one. So yeah. hang on to this. Okay. Um, I was thinking as you were saying that it's a deeply biblical thought you know, if you think about uh, when the fall happened when humanity became broken uh, the immediate response was God comes to be with Adam and Adam's response is I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and so I hid so there's something about hiddenness and a sense of guilt or shame and wrongness that goes very, very deep in the story of the scriptures. Yeah, and, and I'm thinking about how you went through the 12 steps with us over mm -hmm. um, uh, Lent and that fourth or fifth step about the fearless moral inventory and finding somebody to share those things with. Um, that's just such a powerful part of moving forward and healing. The, the other thought, John, that I've just had is when you think of going through something traumatic which mm -hmm. people will often repress or suppress or not want to talk about or keep secret um, if if you look at research that talks about healing what are the elements of yeah. healing in things that have been traumatic and really painful integrating the past the difficulties of the past into your story mm -hmm. sometimes the way that I mm -hmm. think about it mm -hmm. is getting fluent with your own story yeah 
um, which is taking what was hidden and bringing it to the surface. Obviously, again, with uh, with with responsibility is part of uh, healing. You know, integrating and and uh, differentiating. You know, is the second part. But that first part is, in some ways, always the hardest part. It's so interesting in this last year and a half when it's been such a difficult season. Uh, for me, one of the things that I found early on was that uh, I needed to, not just with you, my, my very closest friends, but even with a larger circle of folks, tell the story. Mm-hmm. And it took about 45 minutes. It was always painful. I never wanted to do it. Yes. Um, uh, but I just had this sense, I need to do this without even fully understanding why. And uh, down the road a bit, it feels kind of like I had my tonsils out when I was 30 years old, which is not a great time to have your tonsils out. Yeah, I was and five. I, <laughs> oh, good for you. I'm so happy yes. for you. Look at me. I'm Rick. I was yes. five. <laughs> I just remember the ice cream. <laughs> yeah. But I remember the doctor saying, uh, you'll wake up in the middle of the night really parched, and it'll feel like knives in your throat. It'll really hurt to swallow, but you'll actually heal faster if you're swallowing. So swallowing. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's great. painful, but also healing. And, and telling the story I found was kind of that way. It was embarrassing, it was humbling, I would be anxious, what is this person gonna think of me? But somehow, like you were saying, it seems like uh, uh, there was something integrating about it, like I was able to absorb the trauma and pain of this uh, into my life. As people are thinking about this now, Rick, The, how- the irony, John, too, is when you would share that stuff, mm-hmm. having been one of the recipients and knowing others, do you ever get a bad response from people when you share that? Uh, almost never. Yeah. So almost by never. and large, yeah. that's, I guess, my point, yeah. is yeah. that it certainly doesn't make people yeah. recoil from you. Yeah. No, it's so true. It's like I'm afraid to share it because I'm afraid of what people will think or how they will respond. Um, but and, and there may be some exceptions, and that's a real. I like that you hesitated, John. So there mm-hmm. maybe isn't, but but by and large, the thing that I'm worried about when I reveal secrets or share openly things don't don't happen. Yeah, that usually get a different. Yeah, no, we've right. talked about there's a difference between privacy, yeah, uh, which is a good thing, and isolation or hiddenness, which is a bad thing. So yeah. for anybody listening, it doesn't mean, mean that you necessarily tell everybody everything. Right. right. And to guard privacy is a good thing, but isolation and hiddenness uh, creates a problem. Um, for people who are thinking about that, you know, mostly right now we're not talking about uh, a giant secret, although that may be part of what's yeah. festering in you, but cultivating generally a spirit of um, openness and uh, disclosure. And we were both talking about uh, in our lives, the people in our lives, and like I'm married to somebody who just tends to be a very open person. Mm -hmm. And I admire that quality a lot. For somebody who's listening and thinking, I've got secrets, I'd like to tell them to somebody, but I don't have anybody that I trust enough or I'm not sure who I should do it with. Um, What have you learned about how do people look for someone who is trustworthy if they're gonna tell their secrets to? You know, the first thing I guess I would try to assess is whether the person I might consider doing that with, and of course it could be a counselor, it could be a pastor, it'd be awesome obviously for it to be a friend and mm-hmm. then to build a network of friends that you can do that regularly with, mm-hmm. but is are they non-judgmental? I mm-hmm. think if I'm going to share something with mm-hmm. you, even if you and I, and we do, share the same standards, you yeah. certainly are not afraid to call me out on something, and I love that about you. 
Um, but my first feeling when I share something painful or difficult or hidden with you is almost always um, acceptance. You don't sound shocked. Now, maybe internally you are. Oh my gosh. I don't Rick get has that told feeling. me things that would curl your hair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think that's the first thing I'm going to look for uh, is, you know, someone who maintains their calm. And I don't need somebody to drop their standards and think that whatever I'm sharing must be right or, you know, you know want to lead me astray or that sort of thing. But um, I guess I, in my world, we call it emotional safety. It's, it's so interesting. As you were saying that, I hadn't made this connection, but I was just reading in that book, You Are Not Your Brain, mm -hmm. uh, uh, that um, we should be with ourselves very non-judgmental about our thoughts and our feelings because we're not in control of them, they just come. Yes. But actually, uh, quite rigorously judgmental about our actions. In other words, shall I do this or should I not do this? I actually want to be thinking about would it be a morally good so thing good. to do or morally bad thing to do. And in a similar kind of way, if I'm sharing something with you, it's a thought or a feeling or a deed that's already happened, so I can't control that. And um, to receive, to have it be received in a, in a spirit where I know you still love me and you're not judging me. And it's one of the reasons about sharing secrets yeah. is that not sharing them, people are so sometimes terribly self-critical. Oh. And they're very judgmental of themselves. And so the way I think that a secret sort of worms its way in our inner world and in our inner life is another one of the big reasons, finding someone to to reveal that and share that. And anyway, John, I was telling you this on our walk. I don't know if this is exactly right, but I kind of think secrets are bound to come out mm. at some point mm. anyways. Mm. This, I'm sure some people die with their secrets, but mostly they come out and that feels like an orienting thought that I want to just have in life. It's going to come out at some point mm -hmm. uh, anyways, which maybe could be sort of a uh, regulator of my actions uh, anyways but um, yeah, so why a, not share them two statements in scripture one of them is be sure your sin will find you out yeah that's boy, and uh, that's kind of what I'm uh, saying yeah. it always happens internally if nothing else but it has a way of uh, uh, breaking the surface and then the statement uh, that Jesus made you will know the truth and the truth will set you free oh, that's so good yeah. and I remember when we were uh, learning how to practice therapy together, uh, one of the principles that we were taught, and it turned out to be true, and a very small number of therapy sessions ever actually did, uh, which is if somebody had a bomb to drop, it would almost always come in the last five minutes of Absolutely therapy. Absolutely true. Yeah. Uh, and is that mostly because people are just afraid? Yes, they're afraid. Yeah. yeah. And then they want to tell you, which is still an act of courage. Yes. And slip out the door. <laughs> <laughs> and then maybe we can talk about it next time. <laughs> so, yeah. That's so common. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else you'd want to say as people are thinking about that? Be sure or, or not be sure. Um, you're only as sick as your secrets. Uh, I would really love for them to just focus on that last sentence of Jesus that mm. you just mentioned about the truth. Set you free. Setting you free. Yeah. It's just so right. Well, I've experienced that a ton of my life with you and I'm very grateful Me for too. it. And I hope. I hope that you do too. As you walk through this day, just be thinking about maybe it's thanking God for the people that you can share your secrets with. Maybe it's asking God, God, would you send me somebody like that? And maybe it's just small disclosures of, uh, you know, not a train wreck, but I made this mistake or I said something wrong and I just want to be set free. So I'll tell that truth to somebody else.
secrets can really, really make you sick. So don't walk around with any today. And I will see you tomorrow.